The would-be assassin of Ronald Reagan, former President of the United States, John Hinckley, is set to receive an unconditional release at the ripe age of 66. Meanwhile, in Maricopa County, they have now been asked to preserve the 2020 election documents and data. This shows that the criminal investigation could be just around the corner. Speaking of criminals, we have 24 criminal operatives caught on video stuffing one of those Zuckerberg ballot boxes. That's coming up as well. And the Obama agenda begins to emerge as Nancy Pelosi slips up. Florida and Texas leading the charge against censorship. We're going to cover that. And a shortage of medical staff creating a disaster in New York City as the governor triggers the state of emergency to replace unvaccinated healthcare workers and a new Project Veritas undercover video sting inside Johnson & Johnson, where even the people who are making the vaccines are saying you shouldn't take them, and warning of unknown repercussions. All of this and much more coming up after a short word from our Patriot sponsors. Welcome back, my friend, to The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of Nemos News, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. Let's dive in. Got sleep issues? Let me guess. All natural sleep aids don't work for you. Well, they only have one or two ingredients to help you sleep. What good is that? Try the brand new Sleepy Joe Sleep Aid. With 18 powerful sleep-inducing ingredients, Sleepy Joe is guaranteed to put you out like Sleepy Joe in his mama's basement. The label says take two, I take one. 30 minutes before I plan to sleep, and dag nabbit, I'm out like a light for about eight hours. Grab yourself a bottle at redpillliving.com forward slash sleep. It sells out fast, so take action now. That's redpillliving.com forward slash sleep. Lights out. Nemosnewsnetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. So, John Hinckley, the man who shot Ronald Reagan, attempted to assassinate him and left one Secret Service agent paralyzed who since has died. He'll be released as early as next year, unconditionally. A press release from the Attorney General of Arizona saying that the Maricopa County Board of Officials have been asked to preserve the 2020 election documents and data this was sent by the Election Integrity Unit. So this could potentially be, if we're reading this optimistically, a sign of a pending criminal investigation and indictments. We're hopeful, we're optimistic, we'll see what happens. But to be fair, we do not trust this Attorney General who, if everybody remembers, was against the audits in the first place. Now he's up for a re-election and he is walking a very fine line of pretending to be for the people, and yet at the same time, we'll see if he's all words or if he's actually going to back it up. He could have, he could have acted a lot sooner than now. He did not need to wait for a forensic audit to pursue some of the many allegations of election fraud. And and frankly, I'll give you a counterexample. Uh, in Texas, the AG there, who has not gone through a forensic audit investigation and has not had somebody hand it all to him on a silver platter in the same manner that we've had to wait patiently for in Arizona because the government couldn't do its job, uh, you know, the, the 
attorney general's office couldn't handle it. In Texas, they have over 500 investigations pending into election fraud cases. So, you know, you don't have to wait, by the way, AGs out there in the many states, for the audits to happen. You can go ahead and start looking into it. And frankly, if you start, you know, putting a little pressure on just a few of the bottom-feeding uh, swamp creatures out there who were sort of the foot soldiers, Antifa and the election fraud sort of crew within our election system itself, then I think they're going to start rolling on some of their uh, compatriots or comrades, if you will, uh, higher up. And that could be really good really fast. So I don't want people to think that the only thing that we have in our arsenal is an audit. You know, we just have a whole bunch of cowardly people who are afraid to call a spade a spade, frankly, and call evil what it is. But this is still optimistic news as the AG is requesting the documents be preserved. So maybe we'll get to the next step at the very least. Here's hoping. In Georgia, meanwhile, 1,900 ballots that were counted from a single drop box set up by Zuckerberg and the Zuckerbucks that he injected into our election. And yet video only shows 24 people dropping off the 1,900 ballots. Now that's about 75 per person, and that is illegal. Very illegal. Stuffing ballot boxes is a crime in Georgia, and it should be everywhere. Let's add this to the very long list of election fraud evidence in plain sight for all to see, this time on video. Nancy Pelosi really slipped up and actually called the Build Back Better slogan that has been attributed to Biden all this time the Obama agenda. Hmm, I wonder what Nancy Pelosi knew and when she knew it. And I'm not just talking about January the 6th. So despite Joe Biden's claims that he couldn't recollect anyone having warned him against his withdrawal timeline in Afghanistan, both Generals McKenzie and Milley, traitors though they may be, are contradicting him and saying that they did warn him. In fact, after careful questioning, they essentially all but admitted they have no idea how many American citizens are still trapped in Afghanistan behind enemy lines where the Taliban are beheading people and hanging them from things and cutting off hands and telling women to go home or beating them in the streets for protesting and who knows what else. They don't know. The generals, when asked, deferred to the State Department. And when he read back what the State Department said, they didn't believe it. How many American citizens, uh, is it your opinion, are still there? Uh, just, just go down the line, each one of you. Anyone? Senator, I would uh, defer to the State Department for that, uh, for that uh, assessment. It, that's, uh, that's a dynamic process. They've, they've been contacting the uh, civilians that are in, in Afghanistan. And, uh, and again, I, I would defer to them for definitive numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Others? Just same, uh, as the Secretary just said. There, there were numbers at the beginning of this whole process with a, uh, the F-77 report out of the, um, out of the embassy. Um, and we know that we took out uh, almost 6,000, I guess it is, American citizens. 
Uh, but how many remain? Uh, okay. Deferred? Do you, do all of you agree that uh, Secretary of State Blinken, when he made his analysis as to how many people would be here, but would still be there? He talked about the ten to fifteen thousand citizens left behind, and uh, the and then evacuated some six thousand. That would mean a minimum of four thousand would be um, would still be there now. Would anyone disagree with that? By your silence, I assume yeah. you agree. I, I have no. Uh, um, I, I don't. I personally don't believe that there are four thousand American citizens uh, uh, still left in Afghanistan. But I cannot confirm or, or deny that, uh, Senator. So you think uh, Secretary of State was probably wrong in his analysis? Governor DeSantis in Florida has now authorized an investigation into Facebook for the alleged election interference that everyone knows took place. Now, you often hear about Arizona leading the way in terms of audits and Florida leading the way in terms of some other things like freedoms, for example. But certainly, we have a coalition forming. And Texas is up there, too. They're often leading the way in a lot of areas, especially their attorney general. He's been pretty good. If we could get a Florida governor, a Texas attorney general and a legislative body from Arizona, we could get some things done around this country, folks. But a coalition is forming. In fact, if you recall the SB 7072 law that was passed in Florida, although it was temporarily uh, delayed by the courts with a temporary injunction, this essentially punished big tech companies for censoring especially political candidates, um, and that's one of the reasons I thought about running, because uh, I'm so heavily censored as a journalist, I thought maybe I could sidestep it and run for Congress and still get the truth out while doing some good in the world. But the interesting thing now is that Texas and 10 other states are joining this particular law uh, by trying to, to file an amicus brief, sort of a friends of the court's brief, and, uh, on behalf of Florida, saying, yeah, we agree, this is great, and uh, this is uh, what all states should really be doing. In New York, a crisis medical staffing shortage, artificially caused by the government's own vaccine mandates and bullheaded petty tyranny, they have now got themselves in a bit of trouble. The hospitals are having a crisis, a shortage of staff. Hospitals are not able to keep up with demand in things like new babies being born or whatever else may crop up. In fact, she's having to declare a state of emergency in order to bring in healthcare workers from the National Guard. That's where this is, folks. The government are creating the states of emergency in order to force things that they want to happen. As we've known all along, problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem, which is a shortage in staff, because they fire all the people who don't want to take the poison, and they offer you a solution. Troops everywhere. Which is not what we need right now. In fact, for people who keep saying the soldiers are going to save us, the military is going to save us, I'm going to remind you to go check out the Milgram experiment. The military is not going to save you. The military is going to fire anyone that says that the military should save you if they're wearing a badge, which is basically what they've been doing up until this point, firing everyone who speaks out against communism or leadership. 
Obama fired all the generals. Remember the ones that didn't want to shoot American citizens. We're at that point, folks. The military is the next thing that they're trying to drain of Trump supporters. That's going to be difficult to do in order to use it against we the people. Now, it's virtually impossible because we wouldn't have much of a military left, but that is not taking into account that they're importing military-age men from South America and Afghanistan and the Taliban, which are allied with China, not to mention the UN troops with the blue helmets, which could be here any time, right? So we need to be very careful about the way this is played. They are weakening our military. We have flight surgeons whistleblowing, saying that we are basically at the point where uh, um, army pilots are at risk of dropping out of the skies with military equipment uh, because of the vaccines. We have our allies being pushed away from us at record pace because of Joe Biden's policies, who has, by, by the way, also left us energy dependent rather than energy independent, the way that he found us. So we're in a lot of trouble. China has a stooge running the show and breaking everything as fast as he can, almost like a pun intended, I guess, bull in a china shop. Maybe a bull with dementia. Man, they really want us to take those vaccines. A Project Veritas undercover sting video inside of Johnson & Johnson. It is horrific. It is, uh, well, I'm going to let you watch it and you can make up your own mind. It's just as we suspected. They won't even take their own vaccines. So if it were your kid, if it were your kid, would you get them vaccinated? I don't think they need it. So what would you say? Homeschool or get the vaccine? Honestly, I don't think a kid needs to get it. Meet scientist Justin Durant and regional business lead Brandon Shatt, officials with pharma giant Johnson & Johnson. Both men echo startling admissions about their own company's COVID vaccine and their concerns on long-term repercussions for children. Right. Not something that's so unknown. So would you say we don't know the repercussions of it? I mean, how could you? Right? There's nobody who's 30 years in that said, hey, I got the vaccine and I don't have a third eyeball. So what do you think this is about? Do you think it's about the money? Politics, money. Okay, so then if you think that babies like don't need to get vaccinated, why do you think there's such a strong push for it? Justin Durant, scientist at Johnson & Johnson, is clear on one thing. Don't get this vaccine. And he doesn't want you to know that he said that. He even texted our journalist reminding her to keep what he said secret, saying if the public found out, he could get in mad trouble. should tell her to not get the Johnson & Johnson one. Don't get the Johnson & Johnson Despite these doubts, Durant appears to embrace his company's role in pushing policies that, quote, inconvenience the unvaccinated into second-rate citizens. The only way people are really to act is uh, 
That's me, bro. You're the first one in the line. I mean, if you can't work, that's why you know, like, like a second grade citizen. You can't do anything on normal citizenship. Inconvenience them to the point where it's like, it's the odd, like, not the odd, but I'm not as much as And as to what the media is saying about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, so you said I shouldn't trust the media? In no capacity, we have anything that we say. The government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is full of shit. Needs to be registered the people who aren't vaccinated. That's sounding very germany. I'm gonna go door to door and stab everyone. Oh, it's just your booster shot. Don't get the Johnson I didn't tell you no. She didn't want to take it because of her religious beliefs. She was coerced into taking it. They are not reporting because they want to Show it on the, the map. Cheating is about the money. Why do you think there's such a strong push for it? Well, it's like that. If you want to go to a bar, you need to come in with a food that's just like inconvenience these people so much. They're just like, I need it. So that's, that's what we need to do. In the midst of the growing nationwide vaccine mandates, including mandates for young students, Duran leaves no question about this. Do not take the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, he says. Inconvenience the unvaccinated is something he says, quote, we need to do. Inconvenience them to the point where it's like, it's the odd, like, not the odd, but I'm not as much as you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I can't go out of state. I can't, my grandma's in Canada. I can't visit her. I can't, it's just... You can't go to France unless you're vaccinated. I can't go to France. You just gotta keep doing things like that. So it's like you're almost like a second grade citizen. Like I know that's You're almost what? Like a second grade citizen. You can't do anything on normal citizenship. A second rated citizen? Okay, yeah. Top grade, but when you get it, you're just like, right. You can't do shit. So then, how do we punish them? I mean, if you can't work. So if you're working for a big company and you're about to lose your job, you're going to be the first one in the line. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. So that's what we, that's, that's smart. That's what we need to do. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Counting the great heads from the clinic, like, oh, it's a baby, it's a baby, it's such a man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's everyone needs to get back. You really don't need to vaccinate. So baby, it's in your, you take, especially if it's not going to school, it's not going out, it's in your house. So at what age do you think people should? Once you go out and you have to go to preschool, and you're around kids, I don't know, all the Johnny down the block was doing. So that's when you know it's not Okay, so then if you think that babies like don't need to get vaccinated, then why do you think there's such a strong push for it? Should tell her to not get the Johnson and Johnson one. Is what you're saying? Don't get the Johnson and Johnson one. I didn't tell you no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but she doesn't necessarily need to because she's young. Yeah. It doesn't like the kind of Yeah. But again, she should be just out of her civic, her civic. Um, Does that make that much of a difference? 
Yeah, yeah. So what would you say? Homeschool or get the vaccine? Honestly, I don't think it could be just me. Why not? What about it is terrible in your eyes? It's the same concept of like you don't do things to kids. You don't put kids through certain things that you put adults through. It's just that kind of thing. Right. Kid, you just don't do that. Right. Not something that's so unknown in terms of what happens down the road. So would you say we don't know the repercussions of it? I mean, how could you? Right? There's nobody who's 30 years in that said, hey, I got the vaccine and I don't have a third eyeball. So you're probably loving work right now, then. It's <laughs> weird because they wanted us to take the JJ vaccine. I mean, it just wasn't the effectiveness, but like. So you didn't take it? Oh, no, I did. I took the vaccine. Oh, you took Okay, yeah. So why is everyone leaning away from the Johnson & Johnson? It could be in part like an FU, I'm not going to get your vaccine if you're going to force me to do this. It right. could be too because people still trust it. But never Johnson & Johnson. Why though? 60% thing in the blood clots. Brandon Shad goes on to explain his views and that the problem boils down to a lack of transparency within J&J for both political and financial reasons. So what do you think this is about? Do you think it's about the money? What? The collection of everything, I bet. What do you mean? Politics, money. A lot of people trying to make the right decision, but being stuck in their position of really being influenced by somebody to go one side or the other. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to say anything either. If there's something wrong, you know? Why not? People private, you know? Even J and J. What? Even J and J is. They're private. Like if something bad is going on, like all right. For the 13 years that I've been there, uh, at least my time in consumer products, they've had Tylenol that was laced with like cyanide. Something bad happened there. They had the recall products. I don't know if I trust people. I don't know if I trust like what the media tells us, you know. So you said I shouldn't trust the media? Why should Right. Why the Right. What do you mean by that? In no capacity she's weird. It is startling to hear employees of one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world refusing the very products they develop. If you are part of one of these big pharma giants, we invite you to reach out to us at VeritasTips at ProtonMail.com. Be brave. Do something. Truly, the new world order is here, and they are sort of coming out of the closet. 
I hope you've enjoyed this. I'm going to share one more video about the New World Order. But before I do, I would just like to quickly plug our amazing Patriot sponsor, RedPillLiving.com. Also, the Great Awakening Gourmet Coffee at TheGreatAwakeningCoffee.com. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please consider liking, sharing, subscribing at NemosNewsNetwork.com slash news. Remember, we are 100% listener-funded and have been heavily attacked, censored, deplatformed, demonetized, banned, censored. I, I said that twice, but pretty much everything you can think of. And that we're counting on you in order to help us fuel this mission. So shop Patriot and drain the digital swamp and check out Red Pill Living, and you can help to detox the deep state. Harden your immune system and buy some of those incredible liposomal vitamins, Carbon Shield 60, Time Stop, and other amazing products. Like our liposomal vitamins, they're 30 times more absorbable than your traditional vitamins. Like our amazing organic coffees, gourmet coffees from around the world. Like our full-spectrum CBD oils at GreenPillLiving.com. I mean, we have amazing stuff that you need, want, and love. So shop Patriot when you get it. Support what we're doing. We'll see you on the next one. Nemos out. We are a proud liberal democracy. We believe in a world order that favours freedom and that supports the dignity and free expression of all people. We believe in human rights, in gender equality and the rule of law and we back that up with how we pursue these things in our own country, in our own society and how we raise our own children. Australia was one of eight countries only involved in the drafting of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and we continue to strengthen the international human rights system. And we will continue to raise our voice on important issues like the rights of women and girls, the rights of indigenous peoples, because respecting the rights and freedoms of the individual is intrinsically important. It is fundamental to our values as a people and as a nation. It lifts all societies and nations too, delivering better outcomes through economic inclusion. So if you get vaccinated, there will be special rules that apply to you. Women's empowerment environmental sustainability, rising living standards, and so much more. Australians' actions are guided by our belief in the inherent dignity of all people, everywhere, no matter the circumstances. Mr. President, we learn through the pandemic that every moment of challenge requires us to think anew, to engage with each other, to learn as you go. It is an experience understood by many others. And so we will continue to meet this moment with dialogue, Thank you, Mr. President.